Welcome back to Unqualified and Uneducated, where we give you our unqualified and uneducated opinion on all things sports, music, movies, anything. Honestly, anything that's interesting. All right, man, let's get to it, man. I'm a little pissed off right now. After watching you, you sounded super robotic and auto-tuned out. That kind of calmed me down a little bit, but I'm pissed off, man. Just watching this damn Milwaukee Bucks Sacramento game. Just thinking like, oh my gosh, man. There was just some some questionable calls during this freaking game. There was, there was a, okay, so in the fourth, I can't remember if it was fourth quarter or if it was overtime. Bogdan has his hands up and around Giannis. Not, he's not touching Giannis at all. He just has him up because, you know, Bogey knows that Giannis is a superstar. And if you breathe on a superstar in the NBA, they're going to get a call. So, okay, he's like that, right? And then Giannis just gets frustrated and just pushes him to the ground. And then they call a foul on Bogey. And I'm just like, I was like, oh my God. Like, those fouls are, I don't understand what a foul is in the NBA. Can you tell me what a foul is, Carl? Um, at the, at nor, like, the, like, don't think about anything like circumstances. What is a foul? when your own teammate hits you no oh, damn because that's how that's an nba playoff foul i remember that from when uh lebron got fouled by tristan thompson i remember that against the warriors in game the uh, finals the finals yep so that's what i qual that's what i classify as your uh your lowest tier of a foul mm-hmm. anything worse than that is just like a worse foul so you're saying that anything that happens to a superstar, no matter if it's on the same team or against them, it's a foul. Exactly. Are like, you know, my problem is I have a problem with superstar calls because it's like I don't believe in superstar calls. I feel like everybody should just be called evenly, or 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 give the superstars more more fouls. Hey, you know what? I agree with you, and I think that's what the point of having rules to a game and fouls uh, is supposed to do is make it so everyone is on an equal playing field. But exactly. These refs is stupid as hell. Like we've already had one instance in the NBA where there is a shady ass ref. What's that fool like Donahue? Yeah, Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. Or yeah, he. so we already know that there's sketch sketch stuff going on in the nba so yeah and like there'll be there'll be there'll be games right where a ref will like at the beginning of the game like say at the beginning of the playoff game or beginning of a, a regular season game the announcers are will say oh it looks like the refs are gonna are calling this uh uh pretty tight or, or the refs are letting things go to me that's bullshit because it should be called the same no matter what the game shouldn't be called, oh, they're letting them play this time. They either should let them play or they should call it tight like all, like they normally do. It should be that across the regular season and it should be called across the NBA. There shouldn't be any playoff fouls. There should a foul is a foul because you just get super, you get situations where you got superstar calls and they're just getting calls for no damn reason. And then James Harden, he gets touched in the regular season and it's a foul. But then you get in the playoffs. You can slap him upside his head. And no, it's not a call. <laughs> He's not getting a call. To me, it's, it's, it's just stupid because it's stupid. 
Like I'm, I'd slap that pull upside the head for <laughs> shit. And and you wouldn't in the playoffs. You would not get a foul call. But if it's in the regular season, you might get ejected and miss ten games. And <laughs> like I said earlier, I'm only so excited or pissed <laughs> off about this because the freaking Bucks game that happened. We just lost by one point, and I swear there were so many calls that went the Bucks way that the either the Kings didn't get it and. Honestly, I'm just tired of Fox not getting calls, man. That's one of the most frustrating things of seeing him drive to the basket and not get calls, getting fouled and not get calls. And it's like, yo, and I got to say to myself, can't wait till the Kings are older so they can get foul calls. That's bullshit. Just because you're a rookie doesn't mean you you, sh- you shouldn't get calls. If you get fouled, you get fouled. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to earn getting – yeah, you. That's, that, imagine that. You shouldn't have to earn – being in the NBA to get foul calls. Like, you shouldn't have to put more time in the NBA to get calls. You earn getting into the NBA by getting drafted or getting signed <laughs> or, you know, going to the D-League. After that, you're in the NBA. Therefore, you're an NBA player. Therefore, you deserve a foul call. But no, you you got to put in the time first before you get your the a regular season vet call. And all our whole team are like five-year-olds. So we're never going to get those vet calls. <laughs> Because her whole team is young. All right. So I'm just going to jump in here. Um, I do hate the whole superstar uh, bias towards like calling little ticky-tacky things on superstars. And also I hate like the disparity of how they ref in the regular season versus how they ref in the postseason. Because it's different. And that's why I hate that whole <clears throat> playoff foul excuse that they say, like, oh, that's a playoff foul. It's like, no, call the game the same way you call it in the regular season. Exactly. Uh, because the playoffs is just an extension of that. And exactly. If you, if you ref a different game in the playoffs, then that's just – that's not how it works. You're a bad ref. But the thing that I was – I kind of disagree with is – the idea of how you're saying um, if they're if they're refing the game and they're calling it tight versus if they're calling it what'd you say soft? I don't know. Like I calling it a soft game. I think I, you know they're letting I mean? them play. Yeah, like like if they're letting them play, or if they're kind of calling it tight, right? I mm-hmm. think that has to do like with the individual ref or refs in the individual game specifics. Like, I like to think about it with, like, a baseball umpire. Mm -hmm. You know, like, not every single ump has the same exact strike zone. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. They all have their own, like, different way that they see it, which I think all refs have their own way of seeing, like, maybe they think that's a foul where another ref thinks there's not enough contact or something like that. So I just think the teams have to adjust to how the ref is play or how the ref is calling the game, whether they're letting them play or whether they're calling a little bit tighter. Like you need to be as a professional, you need to know how to adjust to that. Just like how in baseball, you got players who piss and moan about a strike zone. But in all reality, once you see the refs or the umps strike zone, you need to be able to adjust to that and be like, well, I'm getting paid $20 million dollars. Uh, to be able to read a strike zone, and if I if the refs calling like these low 
pitches, strikes, and maybe I should start swinging at him. Something like that. So I just think for the way a ref calls a game, it should be consistent throughout the whole thing. But if they're calling it tight, then you play a brand of basketball where you're playing a little more towards that kind of style where you know he's going to call a lot of fouls. And then when they're calling like letting them play, then you play a more of like a bruiser type of thing. But it should be consistent. There, and there should be no like bias towards if you have 10 years in the league versus if you're two years in the league. Basketball is basketball. All the calls should be like the same throughout the game. Okay, so I, I, I do like what you're saying. Uh, I, you brought up a good point. The game-to-game thing, I agree. And there are times where they have to call it tightly because it's, the game is getting a little too physical and guys are getting like getting chippy and they're starting to talk. So like they use, right. you use the fouls to kind of calm down the situation. But like, for example, like we saw this a lot with DeMarcus, but it was more prominent in guys – well, it was prominent with DeMarcus, but it was prominent extremely big for like guys like Dwight Howard, especially like Shaq, right? Shaq or Dwight or even DeMarcus would go up for, you know, to put the ball back in or a layup or a dunk, and they clearly would get fouled, like hard fouls, no calls. And they wouldn't get those calls because they're big guys. And the refs are refing those guys differently because they're big guys. To me, that's BS. If, to me, a foul is a foul. So if Shaq goes up to dunk the ball and someone hits his arm, it should be a foul. It shouldn't be, oh, he's a big guy. He can handle it. No, I I agree 100% with that. So, I yeah, I, I, I got you with that. And the umpire, the strike zone thing, that is that that is true. Um, and, and one thing, and it is when you have humans. Yeah. There's human error. There's, right, There's exactly. human error. But I'm just saying, these refs are trash. <laughs> Regardless, I, I get the whole human error thing, but they're trash. I'm just saying, <laughs> I literally saw Giannis push Bogey to the ground, and they called a foul on Bogey. I just, that's it. There's no Giannis slander on this podcast. I just, Never. I just got my, uh, my, I ordered NBA 2K19 for the Switch. It just came in today. I was definitely planning on playing it. Not happening tonight. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually kind of pissed. Like the refs, the refs were making Chris Middleton look like he was Katie out there. Oh god! He was out there hooping and getting all types of fouls. Ugh. And Willie out here not able to make a. Oh, I can't. Even, <laughs> mm, I can't see. I can't do it right now, bro. I'm I'm hot from this game, man. I'm hot, man. Yeah, my boy Willie out here making some schoolyard. uh, In crunch uh, time. Yeah, some freaking recess, recess one-handed passes in crunch time. Savage. So, you know, I don't really want to talk about the Kings that much today, but, you know, it's like we lost again to another good team by less than five points. Some yeah. At some point, at some point, whether if we have time this season or if it's next season, the Kings have got to close these games out because they're right there. I wonder if there's like a 
it's probably a very it, 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 we talked about people hating on the Kings, but this is probably a very loser stat to look at. How many games the Kings has lost by like five points or less, and see if we lead the league in close game losses or something like that, or right. just well, I mean, or just close games in general. I mean, uh, in the first half of the season, or before the All Star break, for a while there we were. What like Kings were the most clutch team in the NBA? Oh yeah, because yeah. we were able to close out like those close games. Mm-hmm. And like right after I saw that, uh, I saw like the stat on ESPN. It was like during one of the games that was close, we lose that game. Mm-hmm. So we that goes down. And then ever since that, it seems like we really can't uh, close out some of these like pretty crucial games. So I just feel like their uh, clutch rating has dropped a lot. It has to. It has to. Like, a lot. Like, whatever that fake ESPN stat that some BS person came up with, whatever that was, I already know Kings had to drop down in that. Because I I remember, I remember that, and that was because, yeah, because, honestly, a lot of the games that we play in are close. So, if we win those games, we're going to, our clutch rating is going to go up. So, I think think it would be more telling, and it would be, I guess, more pleasing to our losing ears to hear instead of like our clutch dream, just see how many close games we play. Cause I guess that would make it seem like, or we can look at it from a point like we're in these games. We just need to figure out how to close them out. Right. And, and I mean, it is positive because we're trending with the top with, with the top teams in the league, right? Mm-hmm. We're playing them full games, close and barely losing at the end type of thing. So, I mean, there's there's positives to pull from that, especially from being in the dumpster the last, like, eight years or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I'm, like, I'm, I'm happy with it. We're, we're able to stick with, like, the top two teams, and then just, like, if a couple things go our way, uh, we pull out those wins. Exactly. Uh, and before we close the topic out, I hope Marvin Bagley's okay. Bang, yeah, bang sure. knees with uh, freaking Brogdon. <laughs> Screw you, Brogdon. You don't need to have your knee out to all that. Never mind. Never. I digress. I digress. <laughs> um. Yeah, but shout out to Bagley. Hope you heal. We need you, dog. Get well soon. Damn. For reals. And, and, and Willie was four of, four of ten. Willie was four of ten, <laughs> bro. And he only had nine. What are you serious? Yo, let me hit this shit. 140 bro. points and he scored <laughs> 10 of them? Oh, my. Oh, my. Okay. You ready? You ready for the transition? Go ahead. <laughs> so, on to the topic of me um, slapping James Harden upside the head and that being a playoff foul uh, or he wouldn't, it wouldn't get called in the, uh, the playoffs. How do you feel about that little boy uh, touching Russell Westbrook <laughs> during the game? Honestly, if that little boy was like seven years older, he probably got punched in the face. Because <laughs> like when he touched him, Russ looked at he like looked back and just looked at him for a second. And was like, what happened? So I, I'm glad you brought that up because I look I watched it first, and at first like I didn't have like. I don't like because since it's since it's such a little kid, there's nothing you can do, right? Right. There's it's just a little kid, but I want to say the parents should have told their son, "Hey," or said something to their kid. 
there has to be a conversation between the parents and the kid because no you can't touch people you just can't touch people you just can't touch people that just because they're you pay it you you bought a ticket right to watch the game you didn't buy a ticket to touch anybody i'm pretty sure if uh if i if i saw that family walking down the street and i touched their you know just touched the, the dad or whatever he'd be like whoa whoa what are you touching me for but it's all different because it's a little kid. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's at a a sporting event, which I think makes it a little bit different. Uh, my first question was: This a home game for OKC or? or nah, away? it was this. I think I'm pretty sure this was in Denver. So then, if it's a little OKC fan touching Russell Westbrook. Like if he's at if it's at OKC and a fan touches him, do you think he has the same reaction? Not at all. No. So that's where I think it's like his his response is he it's un, unjustified. Just because like it mattered where he was at. Yeah. Now if he would res- respond the same exact way to a fan in OKC doing that to him, then I could see his whole like little meltdown that he had. Uh, during the game, I could see it being justified. But since I know if it's at OKC, he's not going to react that way. <clears throat> I don't. I don't like what he did. Well, I mean, what he didn't really do anything. Like he talked to, like he shook the kid's hand, didn't he? No, I don't think he shook his hand. I think he talked to the dad and tried to like teach this kid a lesson. Yeah, being like, uh, you should tell your son not to just touch random people uh, but, because but, you never know what's going to happen. But that's and true. I'm, you're right. That's true. Except for Russell Westbrook's not a random person. He's a pro athlete. Uh, so I know for a fact, wherever this dude goes, like in whatever town he's surrounded constantly and there's little kids touching him. Yeah. But I, I see what you're saying, but like, a pro athlete, yeah, they sign up for the attention, they sign up for the media questions, they sign up for the fan, they sign up for the for for everything, they sign up for the co- the constant asking for autographs, they sign up for all that. But that doesn't mean you can touch him. No, I'm not like trying to justify that. Yeah, the kid should be able to touch him. Uh, it, the kid shouldn't touch him, but I don't think Westbrook could go there and like try to turn it into some lesson like. Like, he doesn't know who I am. You don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that kid does know that you're not going to sit there and smack his fucking head in the middle of a basketball game. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think that's... The kid should know his boundaries, though. Like, yeah. You don't, it's, you don't go there. It's not a freaking petting zoo. So... <laughs> it's a basketball exactly. game. Exactly. But no, uh, here's, here's, I, I this understand. Is the, this is the thing. This is my thing. Like, I think it's up to Russ to decide however he wants to react to it because he was the one being touched. I wasn't touched. I wouldn't, you know, like I've had random kids touch me, like just walk up and touch me like out in public. And I'm like, what the, f- oh, I don't know what this kid's hands been. I don't know this kid, you know? So at the same time, like, I'm like, uh, and you know, and I'm not in the middle of a basketball game. So I can understand his frustrations, but at the same time, I think, you know, 
like even I think security should have walked up to the dad and said, "Hey, make sure your son is sitting down in his seat. He's courtside. You know, we don't want him to interfere with the game or anything like that." I think somebody needed to talk to him, but he was probably like a rich ticket holder, so nobody said anything. I feel like all fans that are on that level, whatever the floor base level, mm-hmm. I think they should all have some sort of like rules where no you're not supposed to touch this is not like an interactive experience yeah. um <laughs> like this is our new interactive basketball yeah. where you get to just like pat the guy on the back like no there's boundaries uh he's in the middle of a game so don't like don't touch him like you can yell at him you can get like three inches away from him and act like you're messing with him to try to get in his head but you cannot go as far as to touch them because that's just like I feel like it's breaking some sort of rule or uh, at least it's a, some hidden rule that I feel like no fans aren't supposed to touch the athletes like even in college basketball where the fans are stupid crazy like there's a guy like taking the ball uh, taking the ball out mm-hmm. or, like passing it in and then, like, he's right by the Duke student section. Yeah. And they're all, like, right, like, literally, like, five inches from the dude's back just yelling at him, yelling at him. And that I am completely okay with because they're not actually touching the guy. Mm. So there should definitely be boundaries. Yeah. Like, let me, hold on. This is what Russ said. He said, for all fans, there, all fans, though, there's too much leeway for the fans to be able to touch the players and get away with it. And you can't react, and you can't do the things you do you need to do to protect yourselves. And I can't do nothing. What I am going to do, hopping. What am I going to do? Hop in the stands, but then there'll be some type of rule or, or some type of boundary set. You can't allow that. Or I our that. test did it. Yeah, our test did it. But like, <laughs> I mean, I agree with him in the sense that because he he's he's had his his things with the fans. Like he's been in the crowd where a fan like flips him off. Year when he was in Philadelphia and that fan, that fan was like right in his face and gave him the double yeah. bird, you know. So and Russ is a guy that you either love him or you hate him. So he probably gets he, you know, players get. I know they're you, you got you tell them be you know this is what you signed up for, but you get after a while you get sick of it. So I think in general he's talking about, you know, yeah, this situation happened with the kid. But yeah, I mean now you know what if some random idiot starts touching players now. Now we're talking about a grown ass man, you know. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I just I'd I'd rather it have been like a grown dude doing that, and then he would react the way he reacted, rather than some little child hitting him, and then he turns around, sees that it's a kid, and then does his his thing where he kind of goes into it. And it, again, to me, it's just because. Uh, I know that if that happened, the same exact situation, holy moly, the same exact situation, he gets touched by a kid, he like walks away, turns around, sees that it's a kid. If this happens in Oklahoma City, he doesn't react. He might even go dap up the kid and smile. But being that it's in Denver, he's all pissed about it. So Because yeah. I mean, I'm watching a video. And the kid just, you know, just touches him. Yeah. <laughs> so he looks, he looks at the side, and then, then like the parents don't say anything, and then 
Then he starts talking to the dad, and they're just smiling. He shakes the kid's hand. So I think he, oh, ha- he, yeah, he shook the kid's hand. Like I think he handled it in the best way possible. Kid touches me, hey, hey, excuse me, sir, can you tell your son not to touch me? And then he daps up the kid. I think he handled it in the best way possible. All right. So then, uh, that that's that's fine with me. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say then uh, I got issues with like uh, when the athletes be going into the stands and they sit down and they be. Like I, I swear I've seen like LeBron eat someone's nachos before. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that too. Yeah. Then I, then I got problems with that. Equal right, Tommy. Oh yeah, no, no. If I was eating food and LeBron ate some, I fell on my one of my the chair next to me and started eating my food. I would want my money back. <laughs> I would be like, um, that's like twenty bucks, bro. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get the I didn't get the full experience of eating all my nachos. <laughs> And this dirty athlete that's been on the court sweating and playing with a ball that everybody's touching and touching the ground sticks his grimy fingers in my nachos. I'd be pissed. I'm not. See, I love basketball. I love the Kings. I love the team. And I like the players on the team. But I don't like those players so much that they're like idols to me. So if I'm eating popcorn on the the bench and De'Aaron Fox flies over and sits next to me and he's digs his whole hand in my, my popcorn, I'll be like, what the hell? I'd be like, nope. I'd be like, bro, what are you doing? I, what's going on? You know? So I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fanboy. I I, I can't I it's just not I can't do it because like it just that's just not me. But there's yeah, but most fans would be like, oh, LeBron was in my nachos. Somebody probably might try to sell it on eBay. LeBron was in my nachos. I'd be pissed, bro. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be like, those are my nachos, LeBron. You better send me at least twenty five dollars. I'd be, yeah, I'd be upset. I'd be, I'd be ex- extremely upset. <laughs> so, um, uh, hold on. Uh, I think uh, the Lakers have beaten the Pelicans. Great. Um, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Like, there's no way that LeBron James, there's no way that the NBA is going to let LeBron James fall out of the playoffs. Yep, he brings too much money. There's way too much, way too much. And which is and in the Lake in the NBA doesn't want the like LeBron. I keep on mixing up LeBron and the Lakers because they're not interchangeable. It's it's one or the other. Because the Lakers haven't made the playoffs in five years, they don't. They had. They, they they have no problem with the Lakers not making the playoffs, but the NBA does not want LeBron to make it to the playoffs and lose in four games against the Warriors. So that means you have to look at the sixth seed, the seventh and sixth seed. Whoever is sitting in that seventh seed, you're going to drop, and whoever's sitting in the eighth seed, you're going to drop too. So. Because LeBron has to be in the playoffs, and he can't. He has to make it to the next round. So, who, right. how, how do you like his chances against the? You like his chances against the Golden State Warriors or the Denver Nuggets? The Nuggets. So the NBA is going to make it happen where LeBron is playing the Nuggets in the first round. And I know what you're saying. You have no proof. Conspiracy theory this, conspiracy theory that. But hey, when you got a guy that comes out and says NBA. 
cheats at everything. He said refs control games. He went to jail for it. That's when you start questioning the NBA and their integrity sometimes, allegedly. And I'm quite, right. I, I think I I believe that LeBron's going to be the they're going to make the seventh seed. I I've been on this uh, conspiracy that the NBA is rigged, bro. I mean, as a Kings Whenever, fan, whenever it was the it was the playoffs where they um, where LeBron reverse swept the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I was I called that happening. Um, because it was like the Warriors went up what three one or whatever. Yeah, and then I saw somewhere that the ticket prices were like ten thousand or whatever, ten thousand dollars to go watch this game, and I was like, oh, bruh, there's no way they don't stretch this thing out to seven games. Of course, and then it happened, and that that's the same. That wasn't that the same playoffs where LeBron. Got fouled by Tristan Thompson? No, that was the second. That was the second. Was that the second meeting? Yeah. Oh, but I just remember thinking, I was like, oh, they're going to make it go seven, and then they're going to give LeBron the championship because that's when they had just um, – I, I feel like that's when they just put out the, the idea of Space Jam 2. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're just fueling the fire for Space Jam 2. They're going to have them reverse sweep to make more money on the playoffs yeah. and then to like power up and uh, get more hype to Space Jam 2 and, uh, and then sure sure enough it happened and I was just like I'm hurt that I knew that was gonna happen yeah bro like it's no coincidence that as soon as the, Le- the LeBron James Lakers start to implode <laughs> that they start to implode that all the other teams in that 6-7 or that 7 Eighth, ninth, tenth spot start dropping out. There was so much momentum. Usually, you go to the, the, the All Star break. That's when you pick up more momentum. You rest up. But now, nah, like the Clippers, I know they traded uh, Tobias Harris, but you know Clippers, Kings, and especially the Spurs. The Spurs are dropping like a rock. You know, all those teams are dropping now. I would, yeah. I would, I would love to watch those games and watch. You see if I see any BS calls or anything like that. I would love to watch those games just so I can see if that's you know, it, you know how 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 the refs are calling those games. It'd probably be very interesting. Yeah, but it's just that the Lakers are so trash that they still get beat by the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> so that kind of makes this theory obsolete. It's the cover up, bro. It's, you got to make it. You got to make it more realistic. That's right. They got to make it. You're right about that. You make it realistic. <laughs> so. I mean, so book the Lakers in the seventh seed. You can book them there. David Adam Silver is gonna make it happen, or he's already making it happen. Yeah, and then they're gonna upset the Nuggets too. Upset the Nuggets in the second round, and the and the, and the narrative will be LeBron James took advantage of a young, inexperienced Nuggets team, right? Because he's so great, and then he goes in the second round, and at that point, I don't know who he's playing at that point. Probably Portland Trailblazers or something. <laughs> oh gosh, that's a win. <laughs> I don't. Portland I don't, Trailblazers like the what the Raptors were. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The past two seasons in the East. <laughs> no, the Portland Trailblazers are a Super Saiyan version of the the freaking Wizards. 
Super Saiyan. Yeah, it's like they're super. They, nah, nah, KOKM, bro. The KOKM version of the Lakers. KOKM, bro. You can't KOKM your way to the playoffs. Give them that. <laughs> At least give them Super Saiyan. You cannot KOKM your way into the playoffs, man. K.O. Ken times 10, bro. Dang, bro. You're so disrespectful <laughs> to the Blazers, bro. And then the freaking Warriors are like the Super Saiyan God K.O. Ken times 100 version of the Wizards. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. NBA's rigged. Yep, NBA is, that's, that's, a, that's like, that's all I wanted to say was the NBA is rigged, allegedly. Don't come and sue us, but you know it's true. There's no, no, no I don't want them to sue us, bro. Get the, they don't want to sue us. They don't want to get our names out there. They don't. They don't want this work. They don't want all $10 that we got. Yeah, they don't want, they don't want this money we got stashed away in the Bahamas. <laughs> right behind Willie's teeth, I mean, Buddy's teeth. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Why you gotta do that for? Rip Buddy's teeth, man. Buddy's teeth is so big, bro. That's why he can they never are, close bro. his mouth. I'm surprised that he was able to play 39 minutes. Not suffocating, bro. Hey, hey, man. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Like, it must be a struggle to get air in and out. It's gotta be. And we love Buddy, by the way. We ain't, we ain't, oh, yeah. We ain't hating. There's only a couple, there's only like one or two Kings players that I've ever really hated on. Number one, uh, what's that fool's name? Oh, I forgot his name. Willie? Spencer Hyde, Spencer Haas, bro. Oh, Spencer Haas. Spencer Haas came out after playing in Sacramento, I full said, it would be, I'm from the Seattle area. It'd be great if the Kings relocated to, to Seattle. <laughs> Everybody in Sacramento was like, what'd you say? Wait, wait, what? Nah, man. Spencer Hawes is the worst. He's the most yeah. hated ex-king of all Spencer, time. Spencer Hawes was the truth, uh, like, for a second. Yeah, Everyone two, thought he was going to be super nice. They thought, yeah, for like two weeks when we... <laughs> it was dude. Yeah, because they were like, oh my gosh, there's a big man that can shoot to three. <laughs> okay, so are those the only two topics that are topic about here? Well, yeah, you were going to talk, we were going to talk about uh, Ja Rule, bro. Oh, shit. Freaking Ja Rule, man. That bum. <laughs> I can't believe he cursed us. After he put on that trash-ass halftime show. And then, for some reason, I don't know when the trade went down. And I don't know how we did the <laughs> trade. But, and I thought we were doing it. I thought we were doing a really good job. But apparently... And I thought, and I thought since we had him, we had him under contract to at least like 23, 24, but apparently Cat's leaving us in free agency, bro. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. I really thought we had him locked up long term. I thought we had him, man. What did we do to piss off Cat? I don't know. Yo, like maybe, it, maybe it's because we have Willie and uh, like they were both on Kentucky at the same time and mm. being on the Kings at the same time is kind of awkward. It had to be. He was just like, yo, I deal with this trash ass dude in college. Why do I got to <laughs> deal with him now? You got to think about it. Maybe I, we don't even have Jimmy on the team. Why is he trying to run? I don't know. There's nobody to be scared of on the Kings. I don't understand why Cab will want to leave. Ja Rule was on one, bro. He was on one. That... 
I think uh, somebody said that basketball analysis was almost as good as the Fire Fest. Yeah, my man put on the Fire Festival of a halftime show first. Yeah. And then started tweeting out like a Fire Festival, bro. I wonder if he tweets in all caps like he used to rap. What am I doing without my baby? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, I wonder if he takes my roll, bro. Yeah, exactly, man. Whatever, man. Job roll crazy, man. Coming at the Kings like that, putting the curse on us. Man, he can stick to his damn cheese sandwiches <laughs> and his damn uh, his uh, luxury tents that he put up at Fire Festival. That's what I'm saying, man. And he can step off, bro. The, the word on the street is ja, he wants to do another one. Jaw Rule is so trash. Uh, Giannis got bored and started warming up during his damn halftime performance. That's what so I'm saying, step man. Off, homie. Yeah, get out of here, bro. Like, nobody want to hear you anymore. Like, I don't even want to listen to his music. It's not even like... Freaking Muppet, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 you sound like a cookie monster. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with that, my baby? He going to curse us, bro? I don't understand what we did to him. <laughs> like that that crazy he's an idiot bruh like, like I think it started cause like I think it started cause like uh, that happened and then um, Fox was like uh, what did Fox say he said something like uh, you need to c- curse the Bucks cause it was before you we had to play him and then he's, Fox was like are we ready <laughs> Fox hit him with the, are we ready? What a savage, bro. And then, then Ja Rule got mad. And then, <laughs> then, let, me, let me find it. Let me find Ja Rule's Twitter. He said, are we ready? <laughs> he said, Sanchez, are you ready? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess not. Sanchez, are we ready? Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, I can't find it. Oh, he said, Y'all will never win a championship. <laughs> and Carly Downs are going to leave you. That's what he said. I think that's how he texts. Or he, he tweets. <laughs> so. Yo, I'm tired. Oh, my. And he even said, Shout out to the bass guy, Lil B. I'm channeling my curse powers from him. Dude is crazy, man. Screw Jaw Rule. Screw, screw Malcolm Brogdon. Screw Spencer Hayes. And screw these NBA refs, man. Jesus. And there's one more person I'm going to add to that. Screw you, Liz. But I'm going to wait till the, the summer and see how free agency shakes out. See if that person's still on the team or not. Jeez. And if you are still on the team, you're lucky. <laughs> and if you ain't, you're about to be the first one on that list. Oh, no, we don't deserve that. You're gonna be on the first on that list. You're gonna be right in front of Jaw Rule. After that, <laughs> oh, after that, no. after that pass you made to Buddy tonight, no. and you had a nerve to have these posts on your Instagram talking about. I bet y'all thought I was gonna practice rebounding. 
you got me. You got me, man. man. It's crazy. He'd be posting all this stuff on Instagram. Like, he's putting in work on his mid-range. I know. And then I see him in, like, some... Like, I don't mind if he's practicing mid-range. Go ahead, put up some shots. This dude had, like, some wide-ass open, like, free-throw line distance shots that he could take. Doesn't even take it just immediately. Grabs the ball. Doesn't look at the rim. Just looks for someone to chuck the ball out with one hand. Ass player, bruh. I just, I just don't understand. Like, he'll, be, he'll practice, like, his post moves on Instagram. Put some... Some some rap music in the back, and then put some edits on there. You're like, uh, okay, I guess you're doing this during All Star break. That's cool. And then <laughs> he gets, I said, we're outside All Star break, you know, and we're playing against the Warriors, and we're like, we need that. Man. Nope, doesn't show it. All right, let's move it on to to the Thunder game. He got us that charge, but all right. That's it's hard. crazy that our, our best, well, I guess since Marvin Bagley's hurt, mm-hmm. and I mean, he's not as established yet. Yeah. Uh, our best post player is Harrison Barnes. It actually really is. It's our, like our best low post threat. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it goes, it goes, it goes. Uh, he is. He really is. <laughs> it's like, there's like no, he, just, yeah, and he's not even the tallest. Nope. I think it's solely because he can uh, hit like a turnaround. Hey, man. I think it's just because he could just dribble in the post without turning it over. That's it, man. I think it's because he can uh, pass the ball with two hands. That might be it. I think you found the the, 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 (laughs) I think you found it. So, you know, shout out to um, shout out to Willie, though. You, uh, you're going to make a list one day. Damn. I promise you. I don't know what list that would be. I don't know if it's going to be like the greatest centers of all time or like. But you you, you definitely going to make that list, man. And I, I, I'm so happy for you. I, I just want to congratulate you on the success you will have this in the future. You know? No, no, I'm gonna scratch that. Scratch that, man. We're gonna wait till the end of the season before we have these discussions. June first, that's when we're gonna have this discussion. Cause you never know, Willie might unlock his potential and be the 29th best center in the league. <laughs> Damn. Maybe one day. Who's even worse? Who would who would be 30? LeBron. Damn. <laughs> Have you seen LeBron play post defense? There was a there nah. in the in the in the uh, LeBron literally is the worst defensive center in the league. I don't care what anybody says. There was one play where Wait. somebody from Memphis was gonna shoot the ball. LeBron backed all the way into the post, and then the dude still shot the ball. <laughs> LeBron LeBron plays free safety on the, in the NBA. It's crazy. It's a little LeBron will sit in the post. Miss his defensive cue by like five feet, and then yell at somebody else that was guarding their man. <laughs> it literally is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my in my life. And like the analysts and stuff on TV, they're starting to call out LeBron for his leadership. And like I always said, man, like 
LeBron isn't like the greatest leader of all time. People like say it. And, and, okay, this is what this is the thing. I get upset when people try to defend LeBron because I think if you see what LeBron's doing and you try to defend him, I think you're just a loser inside. Or <laughs> you're either a loser or you're the guy on the team that was the best player on his team and never tried hard because you're the best player. You just didn't put in that work. Because, like, I don't understand you can watch somebody call themselves the greatest player in the, in the NBA, the greatest player of all time, but he doesn't play in – he doesn't play – he's not playing as hard as he can, and they need him to be the best as he can. Yeah, I just immediately hate the fact that he calls himself uh, the greatest of all time. Like, that kind of shit actually just makes me mad. So, it just makes me mad. I don't even like thinking about it because I remember that happening, and I was just like, Shut the hell up, bro. <laughs> that's, that's just how I felt, man. Um, I like people who are humble. And I know, like, I think, like, Michael Jordan is the best of all time. And that fool wasn't humble. So maybe it's just the fact that he's still playing. Mm-hmm. And he's saying it about himself. I don't know. But maybe Jordan was doing that, too. I just wasn't really cognizant. I don't ever remember Jordan saying he was the greatest of all time. I just remember Jordan saying he was great and people can't guard him, which everyone in the NBA says. Even Giannis says there's no one that can guard him. Yeah. But I don't remember Jordan ever saying I'm the greatest of all time. This win makes me the greatest of all time. But, hey, it's just LeBron's just a different person. So he's just Different gonna, type of asshole. Just going to go to every NBA team he can go to and trade all their players away. Fire, right. fire their coach when he did that basically did that in Miami the a, GM the GM was born in Miami the GM the GM man I, I, <laughs> that, that's crazy the GM mode on 2 is gonna be sick that's, that's what I got it I, I, I'm hoping uh, it's on this one right here the one I got <laughs> I bought it I bought it for the Switch the special the special the GM oh yeah it says right here it says the you you okay the so so here's the the the, the scenario for the GM mode on NBA 2K19. <laughs> it says it's two weeks before All Star break. It's two weeks before the, the no, it's a week before the trade deadline. You don't like any of the players on your team because they're all twenty years younger than you. <laughs> There's somebody that's only fifteen years younger than you on the other team. He's super injury prone, and he's only one one playoff series in his life, but he's good enough that he can help you out, but also bad enough that he'll listen to whatever you have to say. That's where you begin. What do you do to get that player? (laughs) And the first option, trade everyone on your team, including the coach. Second option, trade everyone on your team, including the coach and three chairs. (laughs) Third option, put all those rumors out that you're gonna trade everybody on your team, but don't trade them. This is this is the option that LeBron picked. He picked a third option. He put so many rumors out there and didn't trade anybody. Game over. Um, I think he did that as a tactical thing so he could just crush all of their spirits, and then when they get a win, they it's like, well, we could win with these crushed spirits. I wonder how good we'll do. When we have high spirits. 
Red. Mind games, bro. But, uh, it's 11 o'clock. I'm getting yeah. kind of excited. Let's close it out, bro. Okay. Uh, so, Carl, do you have any last words? Um, prayers up for my boy Marvin Bagley. Hoping these injury, this injury esque prone uh, rookie season is going to be like how Steph was early on in his career where he was injured a lot and then he just comes back and is fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to. Willie Collie Stein for making a list for the first time in his career. No, he hasn't made it yet. He hasn't made it yet. Oh, he's for the future when he makes the list. He might be honorable. He might be honorable mention though. Like he's fighting as well on that list. All right, all right. Shout out to that honorable mention. First time he's ever been mentioned honorably honorable. in his life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just want to shout out to Fire Festival. Because that was such a hit. Good job, Ja Rule. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say uh, shout out to uh, Ja Rule's career because uh, <laughs> it put up a, as strong of a fight as anything I've ever seen. <laughs> my, my man's in the 12, 12 round boxing match. He's, a, he's, he's only been knocked down 10 times, but it, he's. <laughs> It's gotten up each and every time. So I just want to say shout out to that. Um, I just want to say shout out to uh, Ja Rule being a, a 2000 artist on 90s night. That's right. <laughs> but his album came out in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a, a, a shout out to Sanchez. <laughs> because Sanchez uh, as you know if you are not ready do not let anybody force you to be ready um, want to give another shout out to uh, the crowd because they weren't ready at all and they weren't forced <laughs> into being ready and I want to just give another shout out to Marvin Bagley's knee that's right shout out to Marvin Bagley's knee hopefully his uh, knee will be stronger than any invitation to Firefest or any any <laughs> next iteration of Firefest because we all know Firefest will be trash and was trash and what am I doing with my babies? <laughs> and I also just want to give a shout out to the Cookie Monster himself for coming up with cl- mini classics that I used to listen to when I was like four but would never listen to them again. Um, this has been a pop-up episode, episode 34, I believe, of Unqualified and Educated. As always, live unqualified, stay uneducated, and we out.